2: Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
3: Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com.
2: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I'm Ben Bullard. Ben. How many times have we talked about something that we've seen outside of the office here, you know, like a unique accessory, mm-hmm. something unusual? We yeah. do that all the time, right? That's our main thing. Yeah, that's right. We've done it many times on the show, even. We've done it outside of the show, things mm-hmm. we've seen or talked about. Um, kind of led me to, to uh, the, this topic. And uh, this is – this can go so many different ways here that I've actually broken <laughs> it down in a few different directions here that we can go, but um, – Maybe like automotive oddities or strange accessories yeah. or you know stuff that didn't just didn't work. We're going weird with it. Yeah, a little bit weird with this one. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things, and I, I think we'll do these kind of rapid fire. How about that? Yeah, why not? This In is that, uh, uh,
4: this is going to be fun.
2: Yeah, I think it'll be good. I mean, we've got cars that you know, like complete vehicles mm-hmm. that are just really out there, really strange. We've got a, a, a short list of those, mm-hmm. and uh, then when I found maybe even. Probably the most amusing out of this whole thing was, like, some of these older vintage accessories, mm-hmm. you know, things that were kind of funny, you know, like a lot of really strange ideas that were very, very impractical that never took off. Mm-hmm. And uh, then one that I decided to go with on my own here, and it's modern car accessories that, uh, that I'm seeing a lot of recently, like something mm-hmm. that, um, I don't know, just stuff that I see on the way into work, but, yeah. but I'm beginning to see more and more of. Not just one time, but maybe it's starting to become a trend. Oh, we're going to have fun with this one. Yeah, I think so. So, uh, you want to start off with just
4: a couple of yours maybe here? And, uh, we've. Sure. Yeah, okay. All right, sure. Absolutely. Uh, Scott, you sent a great forum post, uh, with numerous vintage car advertisements. Um, one thing, now I don't want to steal any of the thunder, but it, can we do accessories first? Of course. Okay. So, let's go ahead and skip past uh the the cosmetic thing like the you know the stuff hanging down from the exhaust pipe or okay. from, from the lid uh and let's go look at the front of the car uh some people think it's a great idea to give your car a mustache
2: a mustache mm-hmm. i this is one that i had never seen before a I, car stash i have not seen this in real life I, I did see the ad for this now we we both looked at the same thing so right, we're, right. we're not uh, shocking each other with these but a car mustache mm-hmm. this is ridiculous i i literally
4: it's a it's like a three or four foot wide fuzzy mustache you just tack it on your the front of your car um in case you need to disguise it i guess (laughs) i guess if the police are after you i guess um now there's a uh let's see this is this is a modern thing so this is not necessarily vintage but it's always been kind of weird to me okay the neon lights on the undercarriage of a car oh yeah okay that's that's a weird car and sensory. it's
2: you know what that's still hanging out there that's still around i see uh, I occasionally will see some it's more used for um a lot of times you'll see it used as accent lighting under the uh, under the grill now yeah um it's kind of i'd say at least in this area it's still a little bit rare to see one where they have the full underbody covered with with neon like they yeah. like they did it maybe 10 years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. but yeah it's a it's a strange look i, I agree I, I see it on motorcycles. Yes. Which is a little strange. That is a little weird. Um, a lot of times, you know, you see a motorcycle parked in a parking lot with all of these uh, accessory lights on, you know, like a blue theme or something, mm-hmm. like a
4: green theme. Uh, can look kind of cool. So what, what do you think uh – is one of the weirdest car accessories we've run into so far. Oh, you know what?
2: I've actually got one that I want to kind of hang on to for the end because uh, it's just they're so strange. Um, These older accessories, they're so funny. I mean, I've got a a few here. I'm going to just list a a few real quick. Yeah, let's wrap it up. All right, so there's a whole group of cooking accessories that you can buy for cars, right? (laughs) And a lot of these are coming from like the 1920s, 1930s, 40s, that era. So, Ben, this is maybe the most surprising one. Now, okay... Let, let's let's wait around that one for a second. Though. Okay, there's a lot of heaters, a lot of cookers, a lot of heaters that right. like imagine like a crock pot that is heated by exhaust gas. Mm-hmm. There's so a lot of those.
4: You take a long day trip with your family yeah. and uh, you have dinner ready when you park. That's right. You put the
2: uh, the pork roast into the uh, into the the. Pan that that sits on the uh, on the running boards of the car because remember cars had running boards and exterior trunks and all right. kinds of things like that so were there were places to put these things but really this is literally like a crockpot that sits on the running board of the car and you reroute the exhaust so that it heats that crockpot and it cooks cooks it I, I honestly I can't find anything wrong with this idea I think no that's-
4: yeah let's be let's be very clear about this the exhaust is at no time touching the food. No, no, it's, it's just, just the heat.
2: It's just the uh, the excess heat. The, yeah. uh, the waste heat is going to heat this this thing. So let's say that a lot of these say take your family on a picnic and you've got lunch ready when you get there. Yeah. So a lot of them say that, you know, in an hour, an hour and a half drive, um, you've got a a pot roast and and all the vegetables you know in this in this thing is ready to go. There's a few of those. There's also a hot dog cooker that you and I had quite a laugh at. This is one
4: that I think this is my favorite yeah. as far as the cooking. Oh, stuff. is it really? Because it seems it seems just just lazy enough that i think it could it could work if people brought it back yeah but
2: the thing about this thing is Ben, it's a hot dog cooker that looks like a huge tube that sticks out towards the passengers from the driver or the passenger side yeah and it's not it's not a simple little device it doesn't fit in the glove box or anything like that yeah, it's a
4: big cylinder it's always out there
2: this is a giant add-on thing it's called the hot dog sizzler if you want to look yeah. it up and you have to love hot dogs to justify getting this yeah but it's yeah. only three dollars and95 cents oh yeah but well. but the justification I think you're right I mean this cooks the buns it cooks everything you know it steams the buns or whatever um, it's an electric device you can cook two hot dogs in three to five minutes and again it's called the hot dog sizzler if you want to take a look at these all of these are available you can you can check these out by the way um, on a, a site called uh, well it's called the ham. Yeah. H-A-M-B, and, and that stands stands for hokey-ass message board is what it stands for. And that's easy to find. Um, look for, you know, uh, weird auto accessories, something like that. These will all come up so you can kind of follow along with this if you want, if you but, choose.
4: But what if your hot dog sizzler is broken? Well, why, why, then, of course, you go to the motor cafeteria. Oh, yeah, what's that one? Now, you, you showed me this one, the... Um, the You'll remember at first I said, is that just a concept or did someone actually do oh, it? Oh it I know you showed about. me the photograph and uh, there's uh, imagine a cafeteria as the hub of a wheel and there's spokes there yeah. uh, that are conveyor belts, right mm-hmm. And cars park in a circle around this and the food is conveyed out to them. The same way that, um, you know, sometimes in a sushi restaurant, you'll see little plates of food pass Yeah, by. I think
2: this one uses actually carriages or carts to bring it out to you, though, mm. which is really strange. I guess so it remains covered the whole time, and you can put the money in there and, and send yeah. it back. So you never really have any kind of interaction with anybody that works there other than through maybe a microphone.
4: So, you know, on the off chance that calamity strikes and your hot dog sizzler is broken, you can <laughs> pull up here. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I I don't know why you wouldn't want to use a drive-thru if you're already driving. Well, sure.
2: How about an electric coffee
4: maker? Finally.
2: There's also that, which is, uh, again, just a couple of bucks, but it it also clamps to the dashboard. You can imagine how big this thing is. Now, the biggest one in the cooking devices that really surprised me, Ben, Mm. and this one is so strange, uh, the most surprising device, I guess, it's a meat grinder that's powered by the wheels of your car. And this sounds so bizarre, I know, but you set up this whole... Bench system, and you set up this this uh, this kind of like off center arm that bolts to the to the device, (laughs) and uh, you got to really get everything lined up the right way. But you have to jack the vehicle up, and it shows you know a young woman sitting here on a block of wood, and she's got this this whole system set up, and she's grinding meat with it looks like the the Model T or something, the back wheel of her Model T. It's (laughs) it's really really bizarre. It's a strange thing, but um, seems like a bad bad idea to me, because meat grinders are terribly
4: dangerous enough when they're hand-cranked. Imagine adding the engine of a Model T to that. And why would somebody, it it just, my question for the inventor is, how much meat were you grinding when you finally said, you know what, would really (laughs) kick this up a notch? Well, you know what, picnics back in the day, they were a a big deal, right? Yes. And I think a lot of the food
2: was prepared Mm -hmm. on-site, but to bring like chunks of meat that you're going to need to grind (laughs) on site. I don't know about that. I don't think that's a very good
4: idea. But, of course, there were other ideas that if they were not brilliant, they were definitely unique. Yeah, that's right. Do do you remember that picture of the guy who had the glare-proof driving glasses? (laughs) Yes, I do. It looks like he's wearing bug eyes. These are... um, these look almost exactly like those glasses that the kids wear in Willy Wonka, when, when yeah. the, in the Adventures of Willy Wonka or whatever. Where yeah, they're, they're like cone shaped. Yeah, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I'm sorry. That's, that's it, movie. yeah. Yeah, they're cone shaped with these tiny little, uh, bl- uh tiny little lenses directly in front of the, uh, your pupil, so.
2: Looks terribly unsafe. I mean, you're looking through a pinhole, basically. Yeah, you've got glasses on that have a pinhole, and it, it, wherever you move your eyes, can you imagine the tunnel vision that this thing gives you? It's I think, like it's like wearing blinders.
4: Yeah, I think there's a reason that they're not around right now. Well, the
2: idea was that you know you avert your eyes from the glaring light of the uh, the oncoming driver, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's supposed to save you. Also, you know you know what? There were a few of those. I've got I don't have it in my notes here. I know they're yeah. somewhere. I'll I'll shuffle and find it. But um, there were other glare, devi- anti glare devices. Right, one that looked like it almost looked like sunglasses that you put on your vehicle. And oh
4: yeah, yeah, yeah! It goes over the windshield, and
2: the, well, the, there's that one. Okay, it goes over the windshield, and that's kind of that's a that's a stylistic thing that you know the the they actually stuck around with that for a while. You yeah, know, the manufacturers put that on. This one looks like over the headlights, you put a giant set of glasses. I saw that one. Now yeah. the crazy thing is that I started to look carefully at that photo. And it doesn't just go over the he- headlights; it goes all the way back to the cowl, which is all the way right where the windshield attaches to the body. This is like b- two big pontoons that come out from the side. <laughs> it
4: dramatically changes the look of the car. I'll tell you that I'll, uh on that note i I have to say while while we're mentioning lamps uh one thing I ran across that I really miss uh, I thought was a cool feature was the uh the hidden gas uh the hidden gas tank. Yeah, access. Yeah, do you, do you see those? Uh, do you remember those where you could pull pull that tail light back? I do. And the gas cap was back there. I do.
2: Yeah, and there's that's a, so cool. Yeah, I mean, even something simple like the uh, the license plate. My uh, my Chrysler has a, a gas tank hidden behind the uh, the license plate. Nice. Um, well, Porsches are up in the front fender. Yeah, you know, there's a few of those around, but uh, it's nothing like what it used to be. I mean, these were you know strange little areas of the gas cans were. No,
4: I know that's that's not a silly one. That's just one I really yeah. like. But we have loads of silly ones. You
2: know what? I think maybe it's time to take a little bit of a detour here to sure. one that – Now, this guy, he, he actually took his uh, vehicle and customized it to the point – he put some crazy things on it. Um, it's a guy who owned a, uh, um, uh, a shop in San Diego, California. Um, his name is Louis Matar, I think is how you say his name, or Matter maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, makes me wonder, Ben, what I'm doing with all my time when I look at what this guy has done <laughs> with this car. He has got um, – I think it's an old Cadillac, as a matter of fact – Um, I'll have to double-check that. Get this. In his car – now, here's the photo that attracted my attention. There's a shower on the side of the car. Oh, A shower head on the side of the car. He's holding a towel for a young woman taking a shower. Uh, This is the 1950s. A very funny bathing suit that she's in. But, um, again, and it's heated the water is heated by the exhaust again. Uh, so he's making use of that waste heat again. Yeah. Uh, the car also has an electric barbecue pit that sits in the armrest in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also has, uh, what is this? Um, oh, a soda fountain uh, and a pull-out sink. Of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. And he was actually going to... Uh, his plans were to also include a hot coffee maker, which we already found that can happen, a television set, which would be revolutionary for the time that we're talking about here, and, uh, oh, two-way phones, Ben. Two-way phones? Two-way phones, yeah. That's, uh, that's amazing. Not not the old-fashioned so, one-way again, phones? I mean, this guy... I mean, just the, the amount of effort that the guy put into all his projects, it just makes me wonder what the heck I'm doing with my time.
4: You know what else people have in cars? What's that? Pools. Hot tubs. Really? Yes. Oh, maybe like limousine? Yes. Ah, yes. I, I think it's the uh it was the world record holder for like the longest limousine. But, mm-hmm. Uh you can check out the pictures. It's worth it. Uh there there's a limousine with a pool. There was somebody who was hanging out and they said, "You know, I've ridden in limousines before and they're just not doing it for me anymore." <laughs> I kind of want to be in a pool, but still in a limo. Oh,
2: yeah. And this, we're not talking about the poor man's version where, you know, you put the uh, the plastic <laughs> liner in the back of the pickup and, right, no, uh, and fill it with a water. a little bit different. No, this is a full-on hot tub with, you know uh, the one with I'm talking circulating about. jets and everything. Yeah, you know I do. Oh, that's a lot of weight to carry around. There's got to be structural
4: issues I don't think that. it's street legal. I wouldn't think so. But, I wouldn't think so. Uh, hats off. Passenger uh, I'm, safety. I'm certainly not going to be a hater. I'm glad he's having a good time. Yeah, sure, why not?
2: How about um, simple things like, you know, an, a, oh, here's one. And this is maybe the photo is funnier than anything, really. Oh, yeah. um, it's a separate steering wheel for uh, a junior to drive while, you know, dad's driving <laughs> the uh, driving yeah, the car. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it looks like a very dangerous steering wheel sticking out right at the kid's chest, you know. But then you realize when you look at the photo that the kid's sitting in the front seat with no seatbelt on. So that's maybe even more dangerous than uh, than you know having this I think it, it's a hard rubber steering. And now, how
4: but, old is that one? Uh, that's a,
2: that's, it looks like it's from the 50s but maybe yeah. the 40s. Okay. Could be the yeah.
4: 40s. Uh also before uh there was air conditioning common in most vehicles, uh-huh. uh we've got this great little uh article or I guess it's a little blurb here uh about a gas station that decided to give free cold air service. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is hilarious. So, uh, you go to purchase your gas, and then the attendant, uh, takes a, uh, a, a long tube, right, uh, from a, from a generator, an AC unit, and he put, just pops it in. You roll down a window, and he pops it through your windowsill, and he, uh, fills your car with cold air and apparently it got cold in seconds
2: so this is like the full service gas stop right right yeah and uh so he's doing his thing you know the guys in the white suit with the hat you know the paper hats and everything yeah. three or four of them attacking your car at one time and uh you just you the car temperature drops like 20 degrees they mm-hmm. said yeah incredible i mean but the, the funny thing is like I, I don't know it just seems so strange to open up your window and have them pumping cold air into the vehicle while, while they're doing all their work how long would that last really <laughs> it's a, it's it's a neat idea, I guess. It's the thought that counts. Yeah, it is, and it's it's kind of a funny. It's a funny picture, really. When you it is, it, it so, is,
4: it, and it sounds like it would be great during summer. How about this? What's that?
2: Now we've we've talked about Chrysler and their uh, the record player before, yes, right? And it's yeah. a strange accessory, and I know people are you know they probably have heard of this before. But around nineteen fifty six, uh, Chrysler was actually putting something they called the Highway Hi Fi into their their. Vehicles, and it was a production item. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a record player uh, that w- it was developed specifically for Chrysler Corporation cars that would fit under the dash and would, play 45s. Well, you know, someone not long after that, Norelco, came out with something that they called the, um, I think it's called Minyan, mm-hmm. uh, which is a 45 rpm car record player that was like a uh, like an aftermarket oh, record cool. player. So yeah. you could get an aftermarket version of the Chrysler. Record player for your car, no matter no matter what maker model, mm-hmm. um, it was kind of expensive, fifty five bucks at the time. Wow! So you're talking about probably late fifties when they came out with this, I would guess, mm-hmm. uh, about fifty five bucks. So again, if you see one, it doesn't have to be in a Chrysler
4: car; it could be an aftermarket Norelco model. I'd be interested to hear about the performance of those. You know, how do they handle? Driving on a street. Yeah, so, I don't know. I mean, I guess that. Uh, are you a speed bump away from ruining your records? I don't know. It seems like it might
2: be all right. I mean, the, they had big soft suspensions in those things. They weren't yeah. really as rough as they are today. That's Long true. wheelbase. That's um, true. Typically, big sedans with big, thick, cushy tires. So maybe, maybe it wasn't too bad. You've been in big cars where it feels like you're just floating.
4: Yes. Uh, so maybe, yeah. maybe it was okay on records. Maybe it was. Uh, let's see. I've oh, I've got so many modern ones, but. I'm, I'm holding off. Uh, we've got a couple of other really neat car accessories. Uh, you know, you can, of course, clean a bus by attaching a gigantic vacuum cleaner to the door and sucking it out. Right. Yeah, so what, you know. What a fantastic idea! I don't know why we stopped doing that.
2: So, yeah, and then somebody is in the bus at the time. They're they're sucking all the air out of it, and he's got a broom and he's sweeping it up too, and like herding it all the all the uh, debris and stuff yeah. towards the towards the door. Um, that maybe doesn't seem like such a good idea, but uh, really, it's it's like it's kind of like turning a big attic fan on in your house, right? Yes. Same idea. Same idea. Same idea. Not bad. I think they should clean movie theaters like that. That would be cool. I know they used to use like an air hose when I worked there. Oh, um,
4: musical instruments. Yeah, why not?
2: This. I, I want you to tell the good people about this one. You know what? I, uh, I may need just a minute to check my notes, so you want to uh, uh yeah okay. with one so, other in the in the meantime,
4: okay, I'll do one other uh let's take it kind of dark. uh what about using the automobile exhaust to exterminate rats? Not a bad idea. Well, somebody thought it was a great idea. <laughs> Couldn't Maybe. do
2: that now with uh, with you know the uh, ultra low emission vehicles. But right, yeah, this is pre
4: catalytic converter days. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Did you see the
2: photo for this? I mean, yeah. there's a cloud of white smoke, and it's from a, uh, a Model T that was mm-hmm. decommissioned from the police office, right? Yeah. And uh, I don't know, was it even detuned so that it would make it run even like even worse? even more noxious gas. Yeah, I would guess so. I mean, but uh, yeah, they're just they're basically killing them with uh, with exhaust gas. Um, okay, I found my notes here on the uh, on the musical instruments. Some guy, again, this is another one. What am I doing with my time, Ben? He created a <laughs> dashboard keyboard that operates a car exhaust calliope. That's a cool. That's a cool idea. Yeah. You know, you've heard a calliope before, right? Mm-hmm. In parades or something like that. It has a really unique sound. Um, but this guy, he installed a uh, a full system of pipes below the hood of his car mm-hmm. um, he plays it with a keyboard that pulls out from underneath the, the dashboard underneath the the glove box and uh, they say they can be heard six to eight
4: blocks away and wouldn't it be irritating after a time to, to be that guy's neighbor or ride along with him I mean it's got to be <laughs> it's got to be like that whistle tips thing you remember that yeah you know what
2: should we talk about that now Cause, um, or should we wait for the modern accessories that let's are wait crazy? for the modern accessories All right, that's fine fair enough
4: fair enough uh, so, uh, you can drive your vehicle, let's say, on a weekend. You want to take a nice drive, but uh, unfortunately, you got to walk your dog.
0: If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously, it's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash You're a
3: growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack
1: Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without painful finger sticks. So you can always know which way your glucose is headed. An arrow shows you where you're heading, up, down, or steady. It can also alert you before you go too low or when you're going too high. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM available, you can make better diabetes decisions about food, medication, and activity in the moment. And all those little decisions can lead to big results. Results you can see like more time in range in lower A1C. With Dexcom G7, you can manage your diabetes with confidence. Get started with the number one recommended CGM brand by doctors and patients at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com.
5: Dexcom data on file 2023. If you're gluc- Glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility.
4: What's a car owner to do? Well, why not get a pooch mobile? Uh, <laughs> it looks, uh, essentially, it looks like a wagon with a huge hamster wheel attached. This is one I think people have to look up to
2: fully understand this one to grasp it. This is so crazy.
4: And you know, I love German shepherds. They're actually my favorite type of dog. There's a German shepherd in the hamster wheel looking thing right now. And his expression is somewhat ambiguous. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't tell if he likes it or not. Eh,
2: I don't think he does.
4: You and I have been talking about whether or not the dog is powering the vehicle or just walking along with it.
2: I think he's powering the vehicle now that I look
4: at this thing. Yeah? Yeah, I, think I really so. do. Because I mean, there's no visible engine.
2: No, no, and this is a, wasn't some mechanic, I think, that set this thing up. Uh-huh. He, uh, I think he's got the, the gears and the pulley set up so that the dog is actually capable of moving this vehicle. The single dog is capable of moving this thing. It's an enormous Device. It's enormous vehicle. It's yeah. really huge. I mean, when you say hamster wheel, it uh, mm. doesn't do it justice. I mean, this thing is like eight feet across the wheel. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's big. Um, I got a couple more really strange ones that yeah. I, I want to. Uh, just really bizarre. Um, let's stick with the dog stuff because this is maybe one of the stranger ones that I've okay. seen. Um, not this one in particular. There's one coming up here. Um, but someone who had the idea of cutting a hole in their trunk for the dog's head to stick through because you know smaller. British vehicles didn't have as much space in them as uh, uh, yeah, yeah. the larger American vehicles did at the time. So uh, they, they've got a hole cut in this thing, and you see a dog's head sticking through, and the lady's you know, feeding it a treat or some water or something. Um, I don't think it was very well thought through. It doesn't seem to be. What about uh, rain or what about, like, an, oh, boy, an accident? That could be really bad for the yeah. for the dog. Yeah. But um, it's, a, it's a funny picture, comical picture anyways. The dog looks happy. Yeah, it does look happy. Yeah. Um, this is maybe one of the crazier ones, I think, Ben. What is it? This dog pouch idea. Um, the ad says, "Dog rides comfortably in sack on running board." And <laughs> I swear to you, this looks so so dangerous and so uncomfortable for the dog. But it's a it's a large canvas sack, and it's attached to the rear window mm-hmm. with just a couple of big hooks. Almost look like uh, like hanger hooks, like you would uh, like clothes hangers. And you just hook it over the like you would a um like at a drive thru for your car food or something. Wow. And uh the bottom is attached with a couple of just looks like you know, C clamps that you picked up at a hardware store. The dog sits in this canvas sack with his head poking out towards the front of the vehicle, and the whole thing is just attached with again just these hooks and these, these clamps. The dog is standing on the running board as the person's driving down the road. The the illustration looks crazy. That is a terrible idea. It, it really does. It looks completely unsafe. Um, I can't imagine, I mean, well, imagine an accident scenario, mm-hmm. uh, imagine bad weather or something like that. Imagine just the dog, the, the, you know, one of those clamps falling off. During um, a, a sharp turn just or something. terrible. This is a terrible idea, but, I mean, it's, it's a funny illustration. It does look funny. It looks yeah. very, very, uh, very dangerous for the dog.
4: And that reminds me, this is a little bit of a sidebar, but it would be cool to hear uh, from listeners about their pets and their cars, their vehicles, how they do it. You know, because everybody's got a method, right? Sure, yeah. And uh, German Shepherds, last dog I had was German Shepherd. It shed everywhere, man. They have like three different layers of hair. Oh. They all shed on these different schedules. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, I became I became pretty good at it. I mean, I didn't put a hole in the trunk for my dog's head. How about a pouch? I did, I did not put a. Pa- I didn't strap him anywhere outside. <laughs> Just throw him uh, over the edge. He did. I, I did get in trouble with some of my friends one time because the dog called shotgun before the, the people. <laughs> and I was the car. The car I was in at that time had two doors, and so ah, smart dog. Yeah, he was. He was a champ. But um, I have uh, one more vintage thing. Okay, it's weird. You recall the uh, Tucker, right? I Nineteen forty-eight Tucker sedan mm-hmm. said, "You know what would be better than two headlights? Let's put a third out just hmm. right in the middle." There's nothing weird about sure. that. Sure, a little uh, strange. Consumers disagreed. <laughs> yeah, they they didn't think it, uh, about it. And I every so often I go back to that and I look at that and just notice it, uh, the design of it is. Kind of cool. It's very clever, isn't it? Yeah. And
2: you know that there are now headlights that do turn as you steer. But uh, there's yeah. not. But there's not three of them. There's two of them. It's just the one. Just the two. Yeah. Just the two. Yeah. yeah. So so you know the uh, the middle design is probably what threw a lot of people on this thing. Yeah, I think so. I think if the uh, the two headlights had maybe steered or turned with it, you know, people would have bought that idea. Um, I got another crazy gadget. You know what, Ben? What? Let's just say this. I'm, I've got I've got probably. More than we can get through here, I've got maybe another fifty of these things we can mm-hmm. go through. There's so many, we're not going to yeah. be able to get to all of them. Yeah. I hope people are following along or have found this list, you know, by going to the ham. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to mention this last one, and then we'll go on to some modern accessories. How Great, okay, yeah. And I think my gosh, we're even con- we're skipping over the car section completely, the complete cars. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but this gadget, this is so weird. Here's here's an idea of, of some of the strange stuff that there was. There's a there's something called a dramatic cigarette starter. So, this is how, how far we've come, right? Now, the, the, um, a lot of old cars had cigarette lighters, of course. Right. And then that kind of went away and they became power outlets, right? Yeah. And Not in could, a wink. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, you could buy an accessory that was also a cigarette lighter or a cigar lighter. And, uh, you know, instead of having that cup, you could also get a metal ashtray, right? Okay, so, long, long time ago when all cars had cigarette lighters, you could get something called the Dramatic Cigarette Starter. And uh, what this did was, you, it was like a, it was hooked to the vacuum system of the car, the the vacuum uh, windshield wipers maybe. Okay. And you would put the end of the cigarette in. You would light it with your cigarette lighter, and this thing would make the initial couple of puffs on your cigarette to get it started for you. And then you would remove the
4: cigarette from the the starter, mm-hmm. and it was a, like what they call a well lit cigarette. A well lit cigarette. Yes, yeah. you don't have time to light your own cigarette if you're driving <laughs> and you're cooking.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're cooking a hot dog or you're making some <laughs> stew on the running boards uh-huh, or you've got your uh-huh. dog hanging off the side, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you don't have time to start your own cigarette. So um, the idea was that you would do this and you wouldn't you know, inadvertently burn yourself. $2.75, and this is something that would – it looks like it fit in, in a custom way into the dash. So it was you know, quite an accessory to add on. But, uh, again, $2.75, this seems like one of those cool older accessories that you would find in like an old Hot Rod or something that was really neat, you know.
4: I am gonna go a little bit against it. I know we don't have time to mention cars, but there's just one I want to tell you sure. about. Sure, because it was off. Of... Oh, I didn't mean to jump on that. No, then. no, no, no. It's it, it's probably good because we do both have mountains of notes today. Mm-hmm. Um, but this car is called the I Save You. Remember I showed you this one earlier? The it, i Save You? Uh-huh. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's right. a padded car. This is ridiculous. It's it it's a padded car. It's maybe about the size of I don't know, what would you say? A Mini Cooper maybe? Ah, uh, maybe. And it's a. Uh, it's front and rear bumpers have a uh padding material there. Uh to just an extra layer of protection. It doesn't go that quick. It's going to be a little bit under $10,000. Uh, the um, Japanese designers believe that this will be good for Japan's aging society, and they say they've had a lot of requests already from the elderly and disabled. The cushions are made of tent fabric and uh, sponge material. Oh, man. Yeah, so the in case of an impact, they protect both the passengers and pedestrians. Scott, what I'm ben, saying is, ben, these are ben. bumper cars. They're it's electric
2: bumper. It's cars. worse than a bumper car. Let's not mince words here, Ben. <laughs> this is a, this is a terrible idea. If you look at this design, this "I save you" car design,
5: <sighs> it looks like
2: did, it looks like you're driving a couch backwards down the road. Is what it looks like, doesn't it?
4: Yeah, why bother to uh, not hit things? I, I know it's, This is
2: like the you know like when people take the absurd like the absurd angle on something and you know, they take it to the very limit. Yeah, this is what this is. I mean, you're wrapping yourself in foam cushions and driving down the
4: road. Now, I will say that the, clearly, the intentions are good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm bringing something positive. Yeah, out.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, good job.
4: What do you? <laughs> I've got
2: a lot of cars here too, but I don't want to, I don't think I want to get into them because we've got so many things that are going on here. I mean, I've got prop cars, I've got little mini cars, I've got cars that are made out of wood. I've got, (laughs) um, you know, the one-off cars that are, that have, cars that have got eight wheels and six wheels. Mm -hmm. Strange, strange stuff. Um, let's just get to some modern accessories that I've been seeing recently and I think we'll wrap it up with this because I know that this is, this could get really huge and I think a lot of people are, you know, they've got their own favorites. Right. So so maybe we need them to to write in and say, here's what I'm seeing in my area. This is a trend for some reason, but I don't know if it's anywhere else. What do you guys think? Love it. Yeah, send us that. So, okay, so we we mentioned, uh, you know, let's just get this one out of the way. Yeah. Whistle tips. Whistle tips.
4: Okay, so a brief anecdote. Uh, Scott, you and I usually hang out before or after the show, Mm -hmm. and we just – talk about the stuff that we forgot to put in usually yeah Uh, but then also we end up just shooting the breeze with our producer Casey uh and one of the things that you showed me uh earlier was uh a news report that I'd never seen yeah that was so bizarre I thought it was a comedy sketch (laughs) disguised as a news report yeah And that was the story of Whistle Tips in Oakland, California. Yeah, and for anybody that hasn't seen this clip, and I'll just tell you right up
2: front here what you can search for on YouTube to find it. You search, search these words, funny whistle tips. On YouTube, and the length of this thing is about two minutes and twenty seconds. It yeah. is a news report, yeah. uh, but stick with it it's It's hilarious because not not just because of the the device that we 're talking about here no. um, you know the, the whistle tips are something that you weld inside a tailpipe and they make this really high pitch whistle mm-hmm. uh they're they're really annoying
4: it's, it's that woo woo. <laughs> I'm, that's a that's a quotation from yeah, this clip it's more like woo woo
1: that's
4: it right yeah, even worse than that it, it's so
2: funny this guy they interview at the shop when they're putting these in yeah. he just happens to be there his name is Bub Rub yeah that's and how he identifies himself to and he's here. got someone with him named he, that he calls Lil Sis mm-hmm. and Bub Rub is so funny to watch in
4: this video it makes it completely worthwhile to watch it especially their, uh, when he drives off Oh my gosh. This is what made it difficult for me to believe that this was real because when he drives off, he swerves across the road, almost hits a parked car, and then just doesn't even roll through a stop sign, accelerates through the stop sign. And
2: weaves back and forth on the road. It's just, it's funny. You can tell he's looking back at the camera to see, you know, to watch them as he's leaving, and he's not watching the road. Yeah. Nearly a terrible accident. Um, it could have been several accidents right there. It was really, it's, it's a very funny news clip. Again, it's only about
4: two and a half minutes long. And it's funny because nobody got hurt. We'll yeah. That's that right. out of the way. And,
2: and it happened to have one of these weird car accessories. These whistle tips yeah. is what it's all about. So, you know, I thought, you know, that was from a, a few years ago. Right. I don't yeah. want to say like maybe five, six years or ago, five, something five. like that. Maybe more even. Yeah. Um, at this point. But I, I'm starting to see these really strange things around town. Like, and a couple of these, you know, you can, find these in in you know different magazines things like car headlamp eyelashes have you seen these yeah um, a lot of people put them on Volkswagen bugs any car that has big round headlights a lot of mm. people love to put yeah. eyelashes on them um those are a little bit strange um here's one for the uh the season we're in i guess uh uh-huh. reindeer antlers oh yeah and a big That's... red nose on the front a lot of yeah. people do that um, boy, here's another one. Two words, I'm not going to say any more about this. Okay. Car nuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're done with that. Usually truck. Let's say truck nuts. Often
4: truck nuts. <laughs> okay.
2: I think people know where we're going with that one. That's a strange one. Uh-huh. Um, flamethrower exhaust? Oh, yeah, fine. Uh, that's, right? that's, that's kind of an older one. That's a, that's a hot rod thing. That's kind that's of cool. cool. I think it is cool. Um, not really new, but I think it's yeah. worth mentioning anyways as a dangerous accessory, right? Uh-huh. Um, you mentioned the car mustache, neon, you mentioned that one. Uh-huh. Um okay. I mentioned another one to you that you had to look up called pimp star rims.
4: Yes. Okay, so let's start with let's start at the very basic spinning rims, admittedly a bit of a silly car accessory. They don't they don't lend to the performance of the vehicle, right? And mm-hmm. nope. they are purely cosmetic nope. and they can be impressive, they can be works of art. Mm-hmm. Um the the rims that keep spinning when when the car stops uh, can also be a status symbol. Yeah. But someone else said, you know, I'm bored of this. This is not doing it for me anymore. And yeah. what did they do, Scott?
2: So they've made these these rims that are are completely customizable in, with light. Yes. And I know it's strange to to hear this, but it uses LED lights. And, uh, you can, you can transfer any kind of image that you want to this a photograph, um, uh-huh. a written message, a handwritten message, um, a logo, anything to them. They're called, if somebody wants to look them up, which I, I think you should, just to yeah. see this, yeah. um, they're called Pimp Star Rims. And, uh, watch the commercial. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the commercial is pretty funny. Um, they're programmable they you can you can have them timed so that they can change yeah. images as you drive they can do some animation some GIF, I'll be honest there's some things they can do with these that that really look interesting and neat yes um and and it's an amazing technological yeah um device i guess i don't know how better to say that but i mean it's really really interesting how it how it works um but the the commercial, the guy's doing crazy things like yeah. This. I was say, there's one as one glaring he's, problem. There. As he's driving, he's writing on a tablet and you know transferring the image of his uh, his um, his phone, phone number, number down to his wheels so that you know the lady next to him in the Ferrari can give him a
4: call. And he's staring at her exactly. the entire time.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of distracted driving going on in this in this commercial. This clip. Mm-hmm. Um, these things are very very expensive I mean I think a set of these is like 12 grand or something uh, like that yeah it's but, such a uh, cool idea though. the the logos and things like that they, I'll tell you they do look pretty cool but I definitely not for me not my kind of uh, not my kind of thing yeah, at all. it's really Scott Benjamin it's extremely
4: style. showy yeah although I will admit I've always or I've often thought of how how cool it would be to be stuck in traffic. And uh, maybe in front of you or behind you, you need to get a message to the other car. I think it would be so cool to have a display or a text field or something. Mm-hmm. Clearly, I am not responsible enough for that because I would abuse it.
2: I think that they have some that are programmable and that you can send, you know, like maybe one of five preloaded messages, right? Out, you know, like on a license plate frame mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, but but this is this is the the entire surface of your of your where your rim would normally be in your car.
4: Right, yeah. Um or your giant SUV is what it what it was shown on here. That's what was on the commercial. We don't yeah. see these on Geo Metros. So. No, no,
2: I don't think so unless you can put, you know, fit uh 22-inch rims on on a Metro. The last Oh, you got yeah, one you more? Got, no, you. Got. I just this is my last one, so you Is ready? this one you've been saving? No, no, not one I've been saving, but maybe one that I've got a question about. Really. Okay, yeah. So,
4: I love to end on a question. All
2: right. So I've been noticing this around my uh my hometown here recently, mm-hmm. around Atlanta. Um, a strange thing. People are hanging objects from the tow hooks on the back of their car. Yeah. And it's key fobs, there's game controllers, mm-hmm. there are um you know, small stuffed animals. Right. I, I think I kind of understand the history of this thing. I, I sorta of get it. The idea is to get whatever that object is that's hanging from the tow hook as low to the ground as possible. I mean, it seems like you could do that with a slightly longer chain, but uh, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but but you see strange little things hanging from the back of people's vehicles. It's really distracting. And when they tur- when they're turning, they're kind of you know sliding out to yeah. the sides. Yeah. Um, it's really a, this this tow hook object thing is kind of bugging me. I don't know exactly the, the history of it. I don't know why people do it. I don't know what it means. Is it like, you know, do certain groups of people have certain things that they hang on there for Uh, a sign? I
4: I don't know. Is it like a signal the way that a bumper sticker could be a signal or something? I don't know. Like, oh, we're the swinging Barbie crew. (laughs) Maybe. That's That's a strange name, by the way it is a weird name swing and barbecue look i'm not part of their group i'm just telling you who they are mm-hmm. no uh, i see what i see what you're saying i've i've seen those round i always just assumed it was for decoration what's the question
2: well the question is what the heck do they mean and who's who's doing it why what what's the point of all this like what's the goal <laughs> is it to is it to get that you know as low to the ground like i think it is or is it you know some type of Culture thing? What yeah. is, what is it exactly? I can just... see
4: busting in, some uh, busting in on someone, or pulling up next to them in a the parking lot, and then saying, "Pardon me, sir. What's your end game here? Yeah, what does, the, <laughs> what
2: does this mean, sir? Um, I just don't get it. But I mean, the 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 variety of things that I've seen from there. I mean, like literally, like PS two game controllers and uh, yeah. and key fobs and and Pokemon characters, and all kinds of stuff is hanging from the back of the, the bumper
4: there at the on the tow hook, rather. Mm-hmm. So, someone clue me in on this. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and with uh, completely no real information about this, I'm going to speculate that this is maybe purely for decorative or stylish purposes. Mm-hmm. Let you know, hey car behind me. Let me let you know a little bit about who I am. Yeah,
2: I don't think it has much to do with
4: performance. I play PlayStation too. You know, maybe they're saying that. Maybe it's another kind of personality display. <laughs> but who knows, Scott? Maybe there is something, maybe. something deeper hey, to it. Ben, you know, one last thing is that we've we've got so much material here. There's so many of these these
2: crazy car devices and crazy mm-hmm. things like I mean. Some of the stuff in the, the 20s, 30s, 40s are just so outlandish and mm-hmm. you've got to really see the photographs of these things and the, the unique cars. I mean, there's just an unlimited supply of accessories and, and odd devices that, that never caught on that, you know, interesting ideas for sure, but there's a lot of safety concerns or they just yeah. they, they just don't work into production. Somehow. Or they work practical. Yeah, exactly. Most of them are really, really dangerous. A lot. A lot like, like the dog in the sack idea. A lot of them are very, very dangerous. Yeah. So, you know, I know that people have got their own favorites. Maybe they could, you know, send in a clip of maybe one of their favorite things yeah. that they've seen. I'd or, love to uh, see that. you know, news clippings, whatever. Uh-huh. Or if you happen to have an old car that has some crazy device like the, uh, you know, the cigarette puffer thing, the dramatic, uh-huh. uh, cigarette starter. Yeah. Something like love that. Love to see that. Really interesting, unique accessories.
1: Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without painful finger sticks. So you can always know which way your glucose is headed. An arrow shows you where you're heading up, down, or steady. It can also alert you before you go too low or when you're going too high. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM available, you can make better diabetes decisions about food, medication, and activity in the moment and all those little decisions can lead to big results. Results you can see like more time in range in lower A1C. With Dexcom G7, you can manage your diabetes with confidence. Get started with the number one recommended CGM brand by doctors and patients at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com.
5: Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.
4: Now, Scott, this one is on me. Uh, Keith writes in uh, from the Internet uh, to raise a very good point, and I want to make sure everybody hears it. He says, Hello, Car Stuff Guys. I enjoy listening to your show, but have to correct you on one small issue I heard when listening to the episode on gasoline. Uh Someone, I don't remember who, it was totally me, uh, said that you don't (laughs) know why gasoline is still referred to as unleaded. You said that all gasoline is unleaded. Then your counterpart mentioned something about an additive for lawnmowers or something like that. But I'm sorry to say that you were wrong. Avgas or 10011, uh, maybe I'm reading that wrong, is still leaded. It's the gasoline used in piston-powered airplanes. It's dyed a nice blue color, so you can tell it's not gas for cars. Uh, that is dyed a greenish color. Other than that, keep up the great work. Uh, love listening to this show. Keith, thank you so much. And I should, I did mean to clarify I was referring just to, uh, gas for vehicles. Keith is absolutely right. About uh, leaded gas for airplanes. You know what? We both took a look at this one. And I think. Mm-hmm. I think the way that's. Uh, I
2: think that's 100 LL. Yeah, I think yeah, is what that is. Did I? What is, I, I said one one? That's okay. I'm pretty sure it's LL. Yeah. Um, and it, I think it stands for low lead. Yeah, uh, because there's very, very little lead in the fuel actually, um, but it's it's definitely in there, and they dye it a blue color. Like, uh, mm. did he mention that? Yeah, he mentions that. Yeah, the blue color, and uh, when you see this online, it's like a really, it's a pretty blue color, really. Yeah. But it definitely stands out versus regular gas. So if you saw two in a container, a clear container on a shelf, mm. you would know for sure which one is the leaded fuel. Um, so.
4: It's a small aircraft. Yeah, so I wanted to uh, give a big thanks to Keith. Uh, we did need to clarify that. And, hey, man, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, if you are on a long drive right now, we hope that we're giving you an enjoyable episode. I've got one more piece of listener mail. Oh, gosh. I Oh, okay, here we go. Jonathan from Ventura, California writes this, in. Wait, is this Jonathan from Tech Stuff? No, is this to, is not Jonathan from Texas. not stuff. trying to fool us? <laughs> okay. Uh, we should keep an eye on him, though. Have you checked on him lately? No. Okay. Well, listeners, one day remind us to let you in on the crazy things that happen between shows. Uh, So, Jonathan, not Jonathan from Tech Stuff, but Jonathan from Ventura, California, says, Scott and Ben, I recently listened to the rebroadcast of the Toyota acceleration problem. I thought the same time, I thought the same this time as I did that time. Yes, it was a good move to hire NASA to analyze the software, because these are the best you can find. I really think there is an additional reason that may be more compelling. In the American zeitgeist, bonus points for word usage, uh, I think there is a feeling that NASA personnel cannot be bought. If Toyota had hired anyone else there always will be cynics and skeptics who say that firm x has been paid not to officially find anything the nasa seal of approval is broadly beyond reproach that would squelch most of the naysayers uh keep up the good work uh you're one of my regular work companions as i crunch the numbers in my accounting work. you know
2: what that's a very good point i think nasa has uh, a lot of weight
4: behind her name yeah, and NASA can't be bought. I think that's an excellent point. Yeah, I do too.
2: I think it's a really good, uh, good it's a good thing to bring up. I think I think that it was a good move on Toyota's part.
4: Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We're sorry we couldn't get to everything today, uh, mainly because it was so much fun to lift this stuff up. I don't know. What do you think, Scott? Should we re- revisit this? I, you know what? I've
2: got so many things left over here that it's possible that we could. Um, we'd have to go through them even faster than what we did today because I think I have more than half left uh, to still go.
4: So Maybe we should do like a segment where we stop and say, here's a weird thing. Not a bad idea. Well, write in and let us know what you think. Tell us about your weird car accessory experiences or the strangest cars in your town. Or a photo of
2: something that you've got in your, you know, antique or vintage car that's really unique, something strange.
4: We want to know. We'd like to uh, hear from you on Facebook. We're Car Stuff. Uh, we'd love it if you dropped us a line on Twitter. Or, you know what? Cut out the middle, man. Send us an email directly at carstuff at Discovery.com.
3: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com.
4: This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise.